Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. WebmasterRadio.fm Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hey, folks. Welcome to Domain Masters. This is Monty Khan, your host. I've got another uh, great week. Uh, looking forward to a trip to Chicago tomorrow with my son for his fifth birthday. Going to take him to all the museums, and uh, should be a lot of fun. So I'll be out uh, out of the office on Thursday and Friday, and looking forward to a nice little trip uh, uh, with my boy. Uh, today on Domain Masters, we have uh, two uh, great guests. Uh, sorry for the late start, by the way, but um, uh, Andrew Alleman, uh is the editor in chief in. Domain Name Wire. Uh, if you remember last week, we had um, the editor-in-chief and uh, creator of Domain Name Journal on, which was uh, um, which was a great show. And uh, um, Andrew has a different type of uh, a website that covers the domain name industry, and we're going to cover some of those um, uh, items, uh, which is more of a blog, uh, kind of an open blog and forum type of uh, uh, domain-related news um, site and uh, a very good site that's gaining in popularity as well. And uh, get his opinion about where the industry is, uh, what the risks in the market are. Um, he's also had a lot of experience in buying and selling domain names and uh, virtual property. And then the second half of the show, I'll have Adam Glazier on. Um, Adam is uh, a uh, online marketing and uh, Internet marketing expert, and uh, we're going to learn a lot about uh, um, his experience in the online media advertising field and get some tips and some pointers on how to do a better job of uh, affiliate marketing, online marketing, and uh, uh, how he's been successful building his business. He's a frequent speaker at uh, Search Engine Strategies, and I uh, look forward to having him on as well. So with that, we're going to break for a commercial, uh, or a few commercials, pay some bills, and be back on with Andrew Alamon. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. By any other name would still be the same. Move over, 
Shakespeare? You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Captain's log, Stardate, 8130.3. Starship Enterprise on training mission to Gamma Hydra, Section 14. Identify for retina scan. It's Monty Khan. Khan, you've got Genesis, but you don't have me. You are going to kill me, Khan. You're going to have to come down here. The masses are starting to get online and get their identities and find new ways to make money in the marketplace, and I think they're all aiming their guns. You have a tendency to express ideas in military terms. Mr. Khan, this is a social occasion. Well, they are party animals. They do throw uh, some of the best parties in our industry, that's for sure. Evaluation, Mr. Fox. Crude methods, but effective. We posted our booth up next to uh, a booth that's giving away beer. How appropriate that is for you guys, huh? Hey, I've taken care of everything. All y'all got do just relax. Doctor's orders. If I don't see you next week, I'll see you in two weeks from now. Same time, same place. Khan, how do we know you'll keep your word? I promise you. Be the master of your domain. Khan! Khan! <laughs> don't incur the wrath of Khan. Listen to Domain Masters, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on webmasterradio.fm. Domain Masters. And you're still master of your domain. Yes! (laughs) Master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, welcome back to Domain Masters. Uh, This is Monty Khan, your host. Uh, I'm going to introduce my first guest, Andrew Aleman. 
who's been active in the domain industry since the late 90s. He has bought, sold, traded, and developed hundreds of domain names. Andrew is active in the secondary domain market and is up to date with domain name policy. Uh, he has a site called Domain Name Wire. It's uh, uh, kind of a blog uh, type setup and uh, very nice articles. I've uh, been looking at it over the last uh, two days myself. And uh, Andrew, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Monty. Hey, Andrew, sorry about the uh, time confusion. I guess my guys here uh, don't know the difference between Central Time and uh, Eastern Time. Now <laughs> it all adds up in reverse hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. No problem. So uh, I know you had to rush back, but uh, uh, anyway, appreciate having you on. Absolutely. Um, Real interested in uh, getting uh, kind of like a brief thirty thousand foot history about how you uh, got into the market, uh, what your you know how you got into the internet in general, and then how you got into the domain names. Sure, absolutely. I was actually uh, in college uh, back in the late nineties when I started getting involved in it. Uh, you know, back in the days of uh, dial up, um, and really uh, got into the domain business by wanting to start a website. Uh, bought a domain um, back in about ninety eight and uh, set up a website, and it started to get some traffic, and I, I put it on eBay and, and got a lot of interest in, from people wanting to purchase the site. Uh, and, you know, at the time, I thought that was a big deal. Uh, in retrospect, not so much, but it uh, really just got me into it. And at, at that point in the game, I started registering uh, domain names. But uh, as you can imagine, as a college student back then, you know, paying $70 per registration, um, you couldn't load up on thousands like you can today if you want to, uh, but registered, you know, 20, 30 domains that first year and uh, kind of grown from there, uh, and that's kind of how I got involved. And um, when did you create Domain Name Wire? Domain Name Wire is a little over a year old. Um, you know, it's something, uh, as I said, you know, having been involved in the domain industry since the late 90s, I've seen... It grow a lot, and there are excellent news sources out there right now, including DN Journal. Um, you know, Ron Jackson does an excellent job on that. But what I couldn't find out there was a, a good place to get aggregate news uh, and information. Uh, you know, lots of publications have started writing about domain names, obviously, but it, it's not easy to track down all of that information. So I decided I'd create a centralized source, updated daily, um, of of information not only about uh, news, you know, that's on, say, news.com or business 2.0 about domain names, but also editorial information, opinions, uh, recommendations to people getting involved in the industry, reviews of various services, that sort of thing. Right, right. And um, do you have uh, an idea of your readership or your uh, the, the people that come online, any kind of uh, traffic stats on how it's gained in popularity? Yes, it, it's really, you know, having started just over uh, a little over a year ago, it's it's grown immensely popular. Um, you know, right now it's Alexa Rank is in the top 50,000. Um, get about uh, over 100,000 page views per month that varies between 100 and 200,000. So it's it obviously doesn't attract the same readership as, as a uh, DN journal, but it's a different type of uh, news outlet. One of the things I encourage people to do is to, to get involved with it as far as you can comment regardless of your opinion on anything I write. Um, also, people that are in a particular field, whether they be on the legal side of the issues or, you know, uh, Park Quick actually uh, submits. But anyone, if, if they're 
an expert or authority in the field are, are welcome to also be kind of guest contributors, um, so long as they're not obviously advertising for themselves the whole time. But so I encourage people to get uh, get involved in the community through the site. Right, right. Now, um, in your experience with domain names, um, uh, you've obviously uh, been successful in selling domain names. Uh, you've sold uh, several hundred uh, domain names and actually have been involved in, uh, I guess, creating websites in general. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about some of your experience in the past and how it uh, how it's changed today. I mean, are you still an active seller? Yes, I am. I, I'm, I'm more trying to, to buy because I'm bullish on the market. At the same time, um, I think a lot of people are very bullish, and I'm finding it harder and harder to find what I would consider attractive deals, um, you know, whereas in, in the past you could find good deals in, in a, you know, just on even after Nick uh, or, or Sato, you know, now it's one of those things that you can spend a lot of time emailing people, you know, trying to get domains from them. The expired domain market used to be a great place to get domains. Now it's, um, you know, the hubris of the average uh, of the typical domainer when it comes to auctions. Uh, a lot of times I think they get bit up of, uh, reasonable values, but I'm definitely uh, still active. Um, you know, it's it's a matter of finding finding good deals out there. Uh, you know, in the late 90s, of course, people were, uh, even though I'd say the market's in better shape now than it was then, you had a lot of uh, crazy things going on there as far as people offering ridiculous multiples and, and sums for domain names, websites, uh, that sort of thing. So certainly changed, but I think now the uh, the metrics are there to back up uh, the market as it stands right now. And uh, where do you personally see the uh, the most opportunity is and where the biggest risk in, in the market is today? Sure. Um, generics, obviously, generic.coms, I, I think, are the, the safest bet. I know a lot of people are getting into the international domain names. There's a lot of question about that because domains aren't fully international uh, characters until you can have, say, a .com and and the different uh, characters. But obviously, there's a lot of opportunity there. I think a lot of people don't realize some of the risks, however, um, in the market, uh, people expecting to get, say, a 30x multiple on a small portfolio. There is extreme risk. You have, uh, you know, Yahoo and, and Google owning the majority of the advertising market. Uh, expect domain traffic to increase, but will direct navigation increase in parallel? Um, not so sure about that. Um, so I certainly think think there's a lot of risk in there. One of the key things is um, it's it's one of those industries where a, a few people can make a bad name for the entire industry, and if big name advertisers start pulling their money out of Google and Yahoo for ads that are on say parked domain pages, uh, that that could certainly create some problems. Right. Right. And um, the um, now I understand that you're um, you're also active in monetizing your domain names currently. Yes, I um, y- you know it, like everyone else, I, I park domains. I use uh, mostly uh, Traffic Club, which of course is a moniker product. But um, I've used a, a number of different parking sources. But really, I think the the real money is in developing sites, and even if it's a, a small you know, three-page sites, um, over time, I think you'll you'll find that you can get a lot more revenue from that through going through traditional parking. Um, obviously, it depends very much on your revenue share rates and, and that sort of thing, but I've had domains that were earning a dollar or two a day um, just parked somewhere that I've turned into 25 or 35 a day um, through actually creating, taking the, the time to create many sites around them. Um, and you see all the all the major um, domain name investment 
companies talking about how they're trying to create actual products around these uh, around these domain names. Um, you know, I know the guys behind IRS.com have proven that you know you can do a lot more by actually developing a site than parking it. But that said, if you have tens of thousands of domains, you obviously can't develop all of them. So it's right. Better Ironically, the folks behind IRS.com are is a parking company. <laughs> right, right, right. Par- parking dots, and yeah, you know, they're, parking they're dots, which is Wal- yeah, which is Walnut Ventures, and uh, they uh, they own um, yeah, you know, parking dots, which is an overture feed uh, parking system, which actually is inside uh, Traffic Club, by the way. Oh, oh, is it now? Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a separate. Um, it's a separate uh, channel to get into it, um, it, it okay. because you have to be pre-approved. But uh, you can right. get there through Traffic Club. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I, I found uh, Traffic Club to be a, a godsend because before I'd have to go park it at one place, wait a couple weeks for it to optimize, and then try it somewhere else. And you're always scared to move it to a different parking company because it might perform worse. So what I like about Traffic Club is how you know it pretty much auto-optimizes across all the different services, one check a month, um, you know, that sort of thing. And the RPMs I, I found to be phenomenal. If you if you read Domain Name Wire every month, you'll you'll hear uh, read me, uh, read uh, my kind of rave reviews about it. But uh, Great. Well, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't even expect you to, to rave about it on the air, but it's good <laughs> that you're a believer in it. That's certainly not why we had you on. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you've uh, had a successful experience with Traffic Club. That's the whole point is to let you know, multiple feeds uh, uh, compete for your, your domain traffic and then right. continuously manage uh, uh, and monitor what the best feed is for your domain name on a domain-by-domain domain, domain basis so you don't have to guess that if the system does. Right, right. Um, now, now, you, now you've, uh, in the, uh, just a couple minutes ago, you mentioned how you believe that creating many sites, and I, and I don't disagree with you at all, that uh, you can actually generate um, more money than, of course, parking domain names, depending on what the name is in the industry, of course. But mm-hmm. walk us through some of the, su- the successful techniques of bringing a site from a park page to a mini site of two or three pages and where you're generating revenue on. What are you doing and implementing and how are you going about that process of selecting what sites you want to develop into many sites? Mm-hmm. And, and what you mentioned was that you've ten, you've increased your revenue tenfold, right? Uh, by doing that. So give mm-hmm. us the tricks and the traits of uh, of doing that, so some of the listeners can uh, apply some of the same uh, um, examples to their business. Sure, sure. There, there are two things to keep in mind. First is, um, you know, you can't spend ten hours per mini site creating it. Um, otherwise, it, it won't be worth your time. So the first key is to find an easily repeatable system or template to use. And I found a, a product um, called Excite Pro. Um, it's or xsitepro.com to be an excellent piece of software. It's, it's similar to front page except it's made with the idea of creating sites rapidly and easily with search engine optimization built in. Spell, spell uh, that out again. xsitepro.com. Okay, I'm just putting it up in the chat room so people can okay, uh, um, look it up. So this is a cool tool to to quickly and easily create a, a mini website? Right. It, it costs a couple hundred bucks, and basically what it does is, is you enter information about the site. It has ready-made templates where you can make your own templates, um, but it, it really automates a lot of the search engine optimization process around keywords, um, structure of pages, using CSS, that sort of thing. It makes it really easy to add in your, your Google AdSense ads or, or Yahoo or, or whatever you want to use there. Um, so that would be the first key is something. You know, I used to do it in front page, and it would take me way too long to set up templates. And the second thing is you have to have some content. Now, whether or not you're writing that content yourself, it doesn't need to be 
you know, something like what you read in the newspaper, um, but, you know, just four to 600-word articles about particular topics. So um, one example I, I like to use, uh, nu- nutrition, which isn't the most heavily com- uh, competed for a search engine word. If you go to nutritionist.info, um, that's a site uh, created with Excite Pro. Um, you're going to look at it and you're going to say, well, that, that's not a very attractive site, but it's, it's well search engine optimized. Um, if you go to MSN, for example, uh, and search for nutritionist, it comes up number one. So it gets some traffic from that. Um, the articles on there right now, it has seven or eight articles of about three to 600 words in length. Um, it doesn't take long to write an article like that. You don't need to do a lot of uh, research around it. But if you don't want to write them, and I outsource some of this, it's easy to outsource article writing on a site like elance.com. You can go to Elance, you post you know, that you want 20 keyword-based articles written, um, and people will bid to, to do the work for you. And typically, you can pay between 5 and $10 per article for someone to write. So say you had a, a keyword um, of cable modem, they would just write a, a short article, um, again, no more than five or 600 words about cable modems. They would repeat that keyword over and over um, to get kind of the search engine side. So two, two keys to it. One, something you can easily create and uh, that's a repeatable process. And then the other thing is getting content. And, um, you know, if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have said the best way to do content is to, you know, do like these search engine scraping systems, which, uh, you know, a lot of people made a lot of money uh, creating these massive sites through that, but then Google caught on, cut them all out, and now, um, you know, it, it was it was fun while it lasted, but really, if you want to look at it from the long term, um, creating actual sites with content um, that's usable and can get you into the search engines is... Um, definitely the way to go. Well, that sounds great. And um, how many sites do you have up and running right now that are mini sites versus part sites uh, versus sites that are stagnant and doing nothing? Sure. Um, you know, put in perspective, I, my domain portfolio is fairly small. It's under 1,000 domains. I have about 100 of them have some sort of website up on them, and the rest are part. Um, and so you had asked earlier about how I decide which domains to park. Um, there, there are a couple things. One, uh, sorry, but which domains that are parked to develop. Uh, one of the things I look for is if I have something that's performing really low on an RPM basis on uh, on a parked page, um, and I think there's a, a reason for that. Uh, I had one um, that was a Spanish-language domain, and the parking services, or most of the people showing up to it spoke Spanish. Most of the parking services have difficulty um, monetizing those types of domains. So I was able to create kind of a one-page site taking, uh, you know, just using an English-Spanish translator to create the content oh, and put great. it up. Um, and uh, another thing I look for is, is just domains that are getting uh, a lot of traffic. It doesn't seem like they're being targeted uh, correctly. You know, a lot of times you'll know more about a domain than a parking service or a computer can figure out. And if, if you can't pinpoint the keywords, um, you know, through the parking service, then you can certainly do it by creating your own website. Now, um, did you did you, were you self educated on creating websites or, or getting into this? Did you uh, did you take some classes? Did you no, graduate yeah, in this I'm field? Self educated, which uh, again, I, I don't pretend to be able to create uh, attract you know the most attractive websites in the, in the world, but it's really just 
reading online when I was in college. Uh, got a copy of Front Page and and made some horrible sites at first and got a, a little bit better, not not much, but um, yeah. So basically, you know, there's so many tutorials online, and really, if you compare, you know, there was the uh, uh, Front Page is ten times more difficult than Excite Pro, and Front Page is considered to be very easy to, to learn. So. Um, there's no reason someone can't, uh, and it sounds like I'm, I'm getting paid to plug Excite Pro. I have nothing to do with them. It's just a, a great program, and it's it's very easy to use. Um, and, and I think one of the keys, too, is that a lot of people obsess over how attractive their web pages look. That's um, not necessarily the, the most important thing. And I think if you have good content on there, you can get good search rankings, which gets people to the site and gets them to click on your ads. Right. Would right. Well, the big, the big uh, controversy, and we talk about it many times on this show, is that um, when you compare these, and I was on a you know a nine company panel at the last traffic conference about you know parking programs. It's just an example. The um, no one can really guess at what human behavior is on the other end and what they're really looking for. Uh, even mm-hmm. even the web analytics software that are mm-hmm. tracking people through websites and through conversion, um, it's hard to guess whether somebody wants to see link ads, some content to get them to stick there for a while. But the the ultimate or the bottom line um, um, result is to how you drive rev. You know, if your goal is to drive revenue um, uh, from generating some kind of event at the end of that experience for a customer, you have to be able to do that. Whether it's sticking them on the site for a little while and then throwing them something that's relevant, or maybe they're just looking for three or four links uh, and then and with a one click solution, or maybe they're looking for great colors and you know more of a, a web page yep. type look and feel before they do something. Mm-hmm. But to, to be honest with you, it's uh, um, and, and I'm sure everybody is realizing this now, is that it, it varies during different times of the day, different, t- sure. different seasons, different, sure. different countries, different, and, and you can't, and, and something may be on your mind at one instant when you're going on the web, and something may be on your mind in another instant, so you never can really guess it. Right. That, that, that's very true, and I think that's part of the reason that you need to take a portfolio approach to this, which is you can't have all your eggs in one basket. Um, you know, if you develop multiple sites, uh, you know, have a diverse portfolio of domains, um, t- taking that approach allows you to um, not have the risk of, of, you know, a changing season, changing your entire uh, revenue stream. Now, I would also say, you know, one of the keys is not to focus just on these pay-per-click ads from Google and Yahoo. I think affiliate ads, um, such as Commission Junction, uh, can be extremely valuable um, in fact, I would say I'm making more money from, from affiliate programs right now than, than pay-per-click ads. And if you can target those appropriately, they can pay off extremely well. Yeah, definitely. So uh, before we close up, um, uh, what other sites are you developing that are, are in the domain industry, and uh, what role do you think they're going to play in our, in our marketplace? Sure. Um, one site I recently created is called freedn.com. Uh, F-R-E-E-D-N.com. Um, and what it is is, is just a site, uh, you know, you see those sites where you can get a free iPod and, and that sort of thing. This is similar, but for domains, people earn points by um, taking advantage of offers, whether it be free trials, that sort of thing, and then they can uh, redeem those points for domain names. Um, right now, it's at, uh, you can redeem them for domains at one registrar. I'm working on adding more. Um, but I, I've noticed through a lot of domain name forms and such, a lot of people get interested in the industry but can't necessarily afford to get all the domain names they want. So this is kind of my answer to that, which was allow people to um, do free trials and that sort of thing on the web and, and earn points to get free domain registrations. Um, 
you know, as far as uh, other plans to expand, say, the news-type uh, sites and that sort of thing, right now, domain name wire t- takes a lot of time. Um, it's not a, a major, you know, if I compare it to the time I spend uh, researching and buying domain names, it, it doesn't pay off very well, but it's, you know, t- to me, I look at this industry as a hobby, not just a way to make money. Um, and so I, I plan on continuing to uh, update Domain Name Wire daily and, and uh, take it uh, seriously in the future. Yeah, definitely. And um, any any last uh, tips and tricks that uh, people can get from your um, experience and your uh, success on the web that they can uh, utilize for their business? Um, I, I guess I'd, I'd just my last thought would be um, don't uh, don't shy away from things that sound too good to be true. Um, a lot of times you'll you'll read about new methods to make money from domain names and, and other ways, and you'll think uh, it just can't be true. Uh, give it a shot. As long as you don't have to put yourself completely out there, um, try it, and you'll be surprised where it leads you to. Good. Well, uh, we really appreciate your time, um, Andrew, and uh, and your uh, your experience and your hip, your tips on uh, helping folks create websites uh, uh, using some of the same tools that you've uh, listed out on the program. And uh, uh, those of you that want uh, another little uh, perspective on some of the news and information on the industry, uh, go to Domain uh, uh, Domain Name Wire. Um, it's uh, it's kind of a different format than uh, DN Journal. I think they're both valuable, obviously, uh, because they take different perspectives in, in the way that they present content. Uh, I would say uh, Domain Name Wire uh, gets updated a little bit more often with some of the um, relevant news and information that's uh, going on in the industry. Um, and... Um, you know, so it's a it's a good perspective to get both uh, both different uh, perspectives from both uh, articles or both uh, media's. So, Andrew, uh, thanks a lot for being on the show, and uh, we'd like to have you have you back on at some point. Great, thank you very much. Okay, take care. Bye. All right, all right. We're going to take a uh, commercial break and then be on with uh, Adam Glazer and learn some online marketing and uh, advertising tips. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. With over 30,000 clients and eight years of experience, West Host is not your basement hosting company. Starting at $3.95 a month, West Host offers the lowest price virtual private server technology in the industry, yet they don't sacrifice their world-class data center or superior 24-7 client support. Sign up at westhost.com today and get the hosting technology and real support your business needs at prices you can't find from other hosts. Westhost.com. That's westhost.com. W-E-S-T-H. When you expect more from your web host. Did you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source. All while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. 
Once a tool used exclusively for communicating with the media, PR Web was the first company to develop a distribution strategy around direct-to-consumer communication by implementing Web 2.0 technologies. PR Web has completed the online communication loop by directly engaging your audience with your news. For example, PR Web is the first newswire to integrate press release trackback. Whether you want to dominate your market or just make a little noise, PR Web is here to help you thrive in the marketplace and the media. PR Web. Oh my God! Right, I know. I don't like it. <laughs> Speaking of a girl named. Welcome to the new world, Madonna, Madonna, the hottest woman in the world, you should bounce a quarter off those buns, Madonna, speaking of a girl named, speaking of a girl named, women love a good dancer and they love a good kisser, I like that, I like that, dude, you are so cool, cool. Cool. Isn't that the funniest thing? Smoocher. Speaking of a girl named Speaking of a girl named Tech Connect. Thursday, following the daily search cast. Only on webmasterradio.fm. I always liked my name, but now I'm having second thoughts. I'm going to change my name. Domain Masters. So you're still master of your domain. Yes! <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, welcome back to Domain Masters, and uh, thank you to my first guest, uh, Andrew Alman uh, of Domain Name Wire. My next guest, uh, who I'm excited to have on the show, is uh, Adam Glazier. Uh, Adam founded Glazier Enterprises in 2004 to help companies meet their business objectives in an ever-changing digital environment. Glazier Enterprises is recognized as a rapidly growing, innovative web design and online marketing services company with a stable of top clients, including Coach, Coach.com, IDT, and the Democratic National Committee, just, just as a, a few of them. Uh, Adam's 10-plus years of experience spans <coughs> public, public relations, uh, uh, reputation and management, search engine marketing, affiliate marketing, and online media and advertising. Uh, he's been in the trenches as one of the marketing uh, online marketing experts uh, since 1997, and he's a frequent speaker uh, on several of the online marketing topics, uh, including uh, um, such uh, uh, forums and conferences as AdTech, PRSA, and uh, Jupiter's uh, Search Engine Strategies. Adam, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, Monty. Thanks for having me. And thanks for being on Domain Masters. Uh, right. Really interested in having uh, having you walk us through uh, your background a little bit and uh, really giving some good, helpful hints to uh, everyone listening who have uh, websites or the domain ma- uh, the webmasters and the domainers that are present to help them be better at their uh, at their everyday business and uh, help them be more successful on the web. Right on. Uh, well, sure. A little bit about me. Uh, I'll give you the quick four one one. I started out actually in public relations at an agency called Middleburg and Associates. They uh, they were 
they've been scooped up by Euro RCG and folded into magnets. I don't even think the brand's around anymore, but uh, in their heyday, they were really the top internet PR firm. We launched uh, some of the first dot-com brands like CD Now, The Street Com, Britannica, and um, I started up really the, the, the online marketing division there. Um, this is back in 97, so we were running some, you know, kind of trying to carve out the, 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 the space for public relations in the online marketing arena. Um, where ad agencies were really focusing on, on banner advertising, we were looking for what, what is, you know, PR's ground uh, in, in, in online marketing. So we were focusing on things like very early linking campaigns, message board seeding, uh, and, and what at the time, you know, we called search engine optimization, which was really just, you know, kind of go-to.com. Uh, I remember actually we had Danny Sullivan come in when he, before the pre-SES years, when he was Califia Consulting, and talk about organic SEO, which was like the new thing at the time. Um, so anyway, I left there, got poached by YNR, and built out a, a global practice group there, which was really one of their first online marketing div- divisions. Um, and then, you know, a few years later, spun that out, um, built out uh, a sub-brand there, uh, and then branched out on my own to start Glazer. Wow. Uh, so you've had a lot of experience, and uh, even back in the back in the heyday when uh, these were just concepts, huh? Yeah, I would say the primordial uh, soup years. So give us an idea of uh, some of the work that you're doing for Coach and IDT um, specifically, and then let's talk about how um, smaller players, uh, uh, smaller individuals in terms of uh, their development needs can benefit from services uh, such as the ones that you offer at your company. Sure. Um, Yeah, well, these days we seem to be running a lot of of paid search campaigns, and I, I don't know if that's because we do it well or just because it seems what that's to be what people want but uh it it is definitely you know proven and uh immediate response and very measurable and in my in my experience has driven you know the best performing ROI uh across the other you know available channels um, now, now why, from, but why is that? Because you're paying for what you're getting right on the spot? Yeah, it's optimizable, right? I mean, you can, you know, or, organic is not guaranteed, but it does work, and, you know, it works really well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a big investment, you know, to, to, to really own some of the most competitive keywords. And so for a lot of companies, I think they'd prefer to, to sort of have, uh, you know, a, a invest in something where the return is, is more forecastable, if you will. Right. Um, you know, at least that's how some of the big brands, you know, I think approach it. You know, we, we take a very unique approach to, to pay-per-click, um, really taking more of what we call a portfolio approach than a, than a keyword-driven approach. So kind of looking at keywords across an entire portfolio as opposed to just keyword by keyword and deciding, you know, which keywords to, to eliminate from the campaign and which keywords to heavy up against um, and using technology to sort of, you know, get some scalability there. Now, um, you know, this is always a tough uh, d- discussion and a tough thing to evaluate. Um, we actually, uh, you know, evaluate this as a company as well, especially in a very competitive marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach, I would assume, is in a pretty competitive marketplace. Um, yeah. How, uh, what kind of tools and techniques do you use to help them, ma- you know, manage their ROI on that expenditure? Are they, you know, some companies with large budgets aren't looking necessarily to get that return right away, and then um, I would say that probably 80 or 90% of the folks that are listening on the show today would want to see that 
that return in some reasonable amount of time so that they know that they're spending the money in the right place and getting the benefit and the reward from that expenditure. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely the type of thing where, you know, to really test it right, you need you do need to give it some time. And there is obviously, you know, some risk and waste uh, in testing. But I would say that, you know, with a reasonable budget, um, you know, you can ramp up pretty quickly. I'd say within, you know, six to eight weeks, you can, you know, start to, to see a lot of the, you know, opportunities to, to, you know, get a lot of the efficiencies uh, in a campaign. And um, when you're setting aside a budget, um, well, first of all, uh, what, who's your biggest client? Is it Coach or IDT? Yeah, I mean, those are the two sort of marquee brands that, that we have. And then, um, and just give us an idea, like, what kind of expenditure do they do they spend with you guys on a monthly basis well, so you can share it? Yeah, no, I'm not going to speak about either of those guys in particular, but there are other clients, certainly, that we have um, where it's not unusual to spend, you know, fifty to 100000 in a month. Okay, and then what are some of the, the smaller clients um, or the smaller expenditures that you work on? Uh, you know, where's your limit? Where's your cutoff point? Yeah, we don't really have a cutoff point, but, uh, but I would say that unless a client is really, you know, spending 10K and up, it probably doesn't make sense for them to use, you know, uh, an agency to manage it for them because, you know, even if we can get, you know, a 30 to 40% lift in performance on the campaign, I mean, the fees are going to kind of cut into the ROI for them. So you know the, the 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 efficiency is there when they're when they've got a big budget. So so ten about ten k a month uh, in order to see that. Yeah, I would say so. You know, sometimes though, like you said before, is that they're not even concerned so much with ROI. Sometimes there's other things that you can get from paid search. For instance, you know, if uh, if you really haven't tested into the channel before and you're thinking about doing organic SEO, what you may want to do is is run some pay per click to kind of see what keywords are actually performing. And, you know, because it is measurable and you can really find out what keywords are actually driving good ROI and then use those learnings to kind of go back to your organic SEO and focus your, your campaign on, on those keywords. Right. So, right. That's, a good, that's, you know, a good, uh, that's a good pointer. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, and, and as a matter of fact, I mean, that's pretty much the approach we take where, you know, we're working with clients and we're doing more than just pay-per-click for them. You know, we'll start out with pay-per-click to get those learnings. Um, and obviously try to scale the campaign efficiently on, on a cost per basis, but, but uh, you know, really you know, try to leverage those learnings for organic. Now, um, give us your take on um, keyword buying and covering yourself on the domain name side. Um, you know, how much experience do you and your organization put an emphasis on that? Because it obviously is a real important um, emphasis now, uh, the direct navigation piece matching up against the keyword buying and trying to cover yourself and try to get as much traffic as you can from all aspects um, um, when you're making that kind of investment. Give us your take and the best strategy to use there. Definitely. Um, well, I would say, you know, um, uh, you know, try to you know buy as many logical keyword combinations as you can. I think at some point there's diminishing returns, but you know for the obvious ones, you know, for Coach obviously, you know, someone typing in CoachHandbags.com, thinking that that's Coach.com, you know, they want to own that and get the type in traffic from that. Um, you know, but but long you know four word combinations, I, I don't know really, you know how much. I guess it's arguable, but but some of the domain issues that we've kind of been bumping up against is not so much in, in sort of acquiring portfolios of domains for clients, but more about, um, you know, sandboxing issues, DNS resolution, canonical issues, and those are kind of the ways that we're looking at domains for clients. 
Okay, well, let's let's talk about that a little bit because uh, the sand, the mysterious sandbox uh, is yeah. ever changing. Um, and uh, of course, uh, uh, when I first had uh, Matt Cutts on the air about a year and a half ago, the sandbox was uh, just a just a rumor and not reality, according to them. But uh, now we know that that's not the case. Yeah. Talk us through what you know about the sandbox now and what it means, and then how one gets around the sandbox uh, restrictions and hurdles um, from those criteria. Definitely. Uh, I mean, it is absolutely real. Um, I I think the easiest way to explain it is kind of like a a penalty box that Google puts all new domains into before it can sort of establish their authority on a certain topic. So it'll kind of put put a a, a new domain at this temporary holding pen uh, until, you know, a certain amount of time has expired and also it sees other sort of gestures to suggest, you know, how, how much of an authority the site is, meaning links. So what, what we normally recommend for new sites that we're working with that are, that are launching is, you know, at the very beginning of the development process, get some placeholder content out there early on your domain and start getting links into it as you're building your domain. So this way, you know, in three months' time when you're ready to launch, Google's already spidered the site, indexed it, starting to return in some results. Maybe you even got some page rank. And this way, when you really roll out your content, you're ready to start get going. Uh, you don't have to wait three to six months you know, to get out of the sandbox. Now, now do you also put an emphasis uh, with your clients? Because uh, one of the big pushes that we're starting to, to hear about and also starting to recommend to our clients is uh, to not register names for single-year increments but for multiple years. And also, if you're going to go buy a domain name in the aftermarket, try to buy domain names that are at least two years or older so that the original creation date carries forward. Do you see value in that, and are you recommending that to your clients? You, you stole my next point. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, that's good, I guess. <laughs> that was exactly it. Uh, yeah, find a domain, obviously, that, that isn't sandboxed and, you know, try to, try to buy it, you know, if, if, especially if you can find one that's actually related to your topic. Um, so, you know, look, look back at how that domain was being used. Look at, you know, if they have any sort of relevant incoming backlinks that you can leverage. You know, try to find a domain that, that uh, is already established and, and, and use that. Um, you know, also, I guess, make sure that you're not buying uh, anything that was, you know, used sort of, um, you know, that might have a spam penalty on it or, or could potentially hurt you. You know, make, look at who their backlinks are. Make sure they're not coming from porn sites. Um, look at the Wayback, you know, machine. Try to find out what they were doing with the domain before you acquired it. Maybe even run a reverse IP lookup and see, you know, who else is on that class block. Good. Things like now, that. Now, do you guys use a particular set of tools that uh, you can share with uh, the audience that uh, are the best ways to check to make sure some domain names are good before buying them, either in the aftermarket or, um, you know, getting them through expired name services and drops? Yeah, who is .sc is my favorite. I, you know, I use them all the time, even just to get ideas for good domains to buy um, and see what's, you know, available for auction. Um, kind of see, you know, who else is on that IP address, um, things like that. Okay. Now, um, on some of the topics, now, you're a frequent speaker at uh, the various uh, conferences, yeah. correct? Now, you know, what's changing in the industry for the, from the online marketing standpoint um, from what we were talking about a, about a year ago? You know, some of the complaints that we heard or some of the criticisms that we heard from uh, several SES shows and Webmaster World shows in a row is that no one's learning anything new. Is there some new 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 things to talk about, like at the uh, upcoming SES conference and things that are going on in our industry that can be exciting and relevant to those that are just starting out or those that have been in business for a while? Yeah, um, 
I, yeah, I know what you're saying. They're definitely, you know, it seems like more of the same every time you go to these shows. Um, well, you know, kind of stagnated information spun 10 different ways, you know. Um, I think what people are really interested in is, you know, tell me something new now. Tell me something that gives me a, a good marketing advantage to my business and helps me be more successful on the web. What are you sharing with your clients that's different today than it was a year ago? I got a couple of other SEO tips that, you know, might relate to some domain issues that your, your listeners might be interested in. Great. Um, another thing I don't know if people are aware about is just like DNS resolution. So if you, you know, a lot of my clients, they have big portfolios of domains that they all resolve to the same IP address. Um, you know, and, and what happens is that the, the search engines, if you're resolving that domain, can can still uh, get into, uh, you know, can, can find an alternate path to that content. So you end up with duplicate content in the index. And so, you know, one of the things that we tell all clients to do is, you know, if you are uh, using those domains, if you want to, you know, if you're seeing good type in traffic from them, then 301 them to the, 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 the actual, you know, domain that you're using. Otherwise, just park it. Um, you know, or, you know, if, uh, you're trying, if there's a lot of incoming backlinks to some of those other domains that you've got, then, you know, try to maybe redirect it, but also try to go directly to those sites and try to get them to link to your master domain. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, great, uh, that's a great tip as well. That would be one tip. And the other one I thought about actually listening to, uh, to Andrew speak before, he mentioned nutritionist.info, and I, I just kind of poked around there. Um, one of the things I noticed is the, the canonical bug. I don't know if that's something that uh, I don't know if, if, if you've heard a lot of talk about. But, I, I have um, not, actually. I'm, uh, I'm not even familiar with it. Why don't you share it with us? Yeah, sure. Um, what you'll notice is on a lot of sites that oftentimes, you know, you'll be able to get to the domain by typing in the URL without the dub, dub, dub. And uh, Google actually has a problem distinguishing between dub, 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 dot, your domain, dot com and, you know, HTTP, uh, yourdomain.com without the dub, 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 as well as uh, other issues where if, you're, if you've got an index page like index.html, that can actually be viewed as, as a completely different URL from without the index.html. So what happens is, is that, <clears throat> number one, you're creating duplicate versions of your, your root, your, the canonical root of your site, which is splitting the page rank between them. Um, um, really? Yeah, and so actually, if you do like, I just noticed this before. If you do a quick, uh, you know, site colon search in Google for nutritionist.info, I think was one of the sites mentioned earlier in the program. Uh, you'll see that they actually have both versions of their uh, homepage indexed. So you can see there's nutritionist.info without the dub dub dub, and then dub 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 nutritionist.info, and it's actually getting. Uh, it's in the omitted results, so it's Google's already, you know, kind of realized that there's duplicate content and it's omitted one. So if there are any links pointing to the the dub 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 version, which is probably where most of the links are going, they're probably not getting the page rank credit for those links. So what would be better to do is to take, you know, pick one version and three oh one redirect the one other. version to the other. Right, right. You know, and make sure that, you know, all internal links to your homepage are pointing to that version ending with the trailing forward slash. Uh, not and does it matter which version, version to, to go on, whether it's the www versus, I mean, what do you recommend going without the www or the w, or, or with? I'd go with the dub, dub, dub. just seems to me like if someone's going to create a link to your site, they're probably going to do it with the dub, dub, dub. So I, I would default to that one. Um, but I don't think it really matters. Just kind of pick one and stick with it. 
um, and make sure that whatever someone types in to get to your homepage, that, that's what the URL bar is going to resolve because that's where they're going to grab your URL from when creating a link to your site. And so you want to make sure that you know they're grabbing the preferred version and linking directly to that. Um, probably also want to just take a look back if you've been you know if you've had a live site for a long time. Do a search of your incoming backlinks. You can go to uh, Yahoo Site Explorer tool and put in your domain there, and we'll show you. They give you a really good um, view of all the sites that are linking back to you, and go through them one by one, and just find out you know what URL are people linking to you with, and make sure it's the correct version. Yeah, those are great points. Great points. Yeah. Um, how? Uh, any other things that you can share with us? Um, well, as far as like tactical stuff, that I think those are three pretty good things that if. You know, if you're if you're focusing on those, um, that you know alone, that should that should give you a, a nice boost. But um, as how, far about, as, you know, how about something that people don't really know about yet? That you're um, I, what I'd like to do is uh, what I'd like to do in the show is have somebody share some secrets so that everybody can benefit from them without you know giving away your 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 you know real secrets that may give you a strategic advantage. But can you share anything with the audience that really people don't really know about yet that can really help them out? I thought I, I thought I just gave you yeah. <laughs> away. <laughs> but uh, but you know, give, one give of the me some you, love you now. Asked, give me some love, Adam. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, you know, you asked me before about some of the trends, things that I'm seeing, maybe things that people aren't talking about. I, I think one issue that's really been overlooked that hasn't gotten a fair amount of discussion as it relates to SEO is you know there's been a lot of buzz about Web 2.0, um, Web 2.0 design, Web 2.0 sort of philosophies, and um, you know there's not been a lot of discussion about the impact on SEO. And you know, it concerns me as an SEO because, you know, the, sort of the the the, as I understand it, you know, the the benefit of of, of Web 2.0 tools like Ajax and Ruby, you know, are things that, you know, things are actually happening on 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 the server on the server side, not on not on the clients on the client side, uh, rather. So you know, the URL is not changing as people are navigating around to different content. And if that's the case, you know, I'm curious as to how. The spiders are supposed to index content if that content isn't on a different URL. And so I, I think those are sort of, you know, as people start to use more of these new technologies to develop their sites, um, you know, how are they going to be, um, you know, taking into consideration these issues? And, yeah, that's, you know, that's that, a good point. And are those some of the things that, um, uh, like, are you, are you going to be speaking at the upcoming uh, SES uh, uh, strategy sh- show in uh, San Jose? Uh, I'm actually going to be in San Jose. I, uh, I, you know, kind of these days, I haven't really been doing as much traveling or, or speaking on the circuit. I've been pretty, uh, pretty focused on, on client stuff these days. Yeah, but, um, I know. I know how uh, hard it is to try to balance both. Trust me. Uh, but I think, uh, think my uh, balancing act. Yeah, it is. You know, trying to you know focus on uh, on your business and then to keep growing at the same time is is a challenge. But uh, that's why I appreciate being on uh, your show. Oh, and we appreciate having you as well. And uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you and uh, engage you for services and uh, to ping you for extra information? Uh, you can go to my website, glazerenterprises.com, or, um, you know, shoot me an email, adam at glazerenterprises, glazer with a Z, enterprises with an S. Yeah, I'm going to put it up on the, on the chat board uh, as well, so uh, enterprises.com. All right, well, great, uh, uh, Adam. Great having you on the show, and uh, look forward to working with you in the future. And uh, those uh, helpful hints will definitely help everybody be more successful on the web and with their domain names. Right on, and I'll, I'll go ahead and post uh, what I said. Some of the links I put, you know, mentioned uh, to the to the chat room too. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. You got it. All right, thanks, Adam. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you.
All right, take care. All right, uh, thanks again to Adam uh, Glazier for being a great guest. He gave some uh, good, helpful hints there. He's going to post some uh, some of those links uh, up on the up on the chat room for us as well, and uh, uh, we'll make sure that they're in the archives uh, as well. Um, next week on Domain Masters, I'm going to have Bruce Clay uh, from BruceClay.com, um, a top-ranked SEO firm. Uh, I had Bruce on at uh, Webmaster World in Vegas about a year ago. And uh, there's been some changes in terms of um, um, what some of the work they're doing on websites and working with Flash and some of the other things and how uh, actually some of their uh, new techniques can be more um, uh, SEO-friendly than they were a couple years ago when people didn't know how to uh, go through those challenges. And uh, we're also going to have Sean Collins on from the Affiliate Summit. Um, Affiliate Summit is going on in Orlando uh, the second week in July. Uh, Moniker will be there uh, with bells on. Uh, The Affiliate Summit is a great place for anybody that's making money uh, with affiliate uh, uh, programs. And uh, it's a great networking event. There's going to be about 600 people there. And uh, we're going to talk to him about uh, the show and some of the great affiliate techniques uh, that he's been preaching uh, through his membership and through everything that they're doing uh, on the web as well. So with that, I will let everybody go. Have a great week. I'll be on next week live uh, with Domain Masters. Be the master of your domain. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.